not going to have like all 30 minutes of us trying to figure out audio as our preamble. Uh, but right, right. <laughs> but I think we've got it. God, could you imagine if it's uh, if it's just like 30 minutes of us trying to figure out how to record from two different locations, and then like, <sighs> when are they going to get into talking about Seinfeld? <laughs> <laughs> this is why and, I downloaded this thing. <laughs> and the fact that, I mean, people have been doing this well before we've started doing it, and the uh-huh. fact that the technology is not perfect yet boggles my mind. Yeah. And, and I mean, we we have a, a far from perfect setup. Like, like, I'm getting a little bit of, like, not tinniness from you, but, like, every once in a while, it, it'll sound like you're a robot. Um, it, It'll just, like... Oh, weird. Yeah, it, it'll just kind of be, uh, like, a half a second where it'll just kind of, like, r- repeat what you said. Not repeat what you said, but it'll just sound like that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's like little digital distortion. Exactly. Is that happening? Which is that happening is, to me at all in your headphones? I think just when I'm talking over you. Okay. But but it does. That is our uh, Lincoln Park cover band, Digital Distortion. Hell we are touring yeah. right now. Me and Ted. You can buy yeah, tickets at uh, at LiveNation.com/slash/NoHugging. <laughs> yes, exactly. And mention No Hugging, and you get twenty percent off because retail is for suckers. Exactly. Except, you know, <laughs> Which, n- none of that's a real thing. <laughs> no, no. But one day, one day what, when we get, what, yeah, when we're, when we're in the same days, city. One of these days, Alice. Ted's laptop and, and my laptop are set up on stage and then we Skype in. Yes. And we sing Linkin Park songs <laughs> over each other. <laughs> Different Linkin Park songs. <laughs> I really only know the one that's like, somehow, I don't know why. I like pie. I don't want to die. Goodbye. Whatever that one <laughs> I, I, and I don't even know the real lyrics. I have no idea <laughs> what that song would even be from you parodying it. My uh, guess is it's in the end. Oh, okay. And you know what? In the end, Ted, it doesn't even matter which song it is. Oh, good Lord. Okay. <laughs> Why don't we get going? Welcome to No Hugging, No Learning. <laughs> it's a show about one thing, watching Seinfeld for the first time. I'm Tim Murphy. And I'm Ted Hollowell. And considering this episode has to go up today, it's gonna. I'm, my, I think the rest of my day is going to be taken up editing this episode. Um, no, we, but we're going to be talking still, about the glasses today. The We've still got one in the bank. Oh, we do? Oh, yeah, yeah we do. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use the next week then. That's right. Uh, so we're going to be talking about The Glasses today, Season 5, Episode 3. But before we get to that, um, we did have some homework from the last week's episode that you just mentioned, which was the puffy shirt. Mm-hmm. And the main thing from that that I was going to look up was um, the hand model guy. I, I, we couldn't decide whether he was the client or whether he was... The guy in charge of the modeling, I guess, what, what was he? The guy in the suit who explained who um, Paul McKigney was or whoever that was. Um, I, I totally remember where I recognized him from. And by remember, I mean I looked it up. Uh-huh. And David <laughs> Brisbane is the actor's name. And he was from one of my favorite after-school Nickelodeon shows. He played Mr. Ernst on Hey Dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> Do you remember Hey Dude? I, I don't think I ever watched it. I, I think it was, like, right before my time, but I, I definitely remember hearing about it. It was about a dude ranch and the teens who worked as counselors on the dude ranch. And um, it, it, he was the, the head of the dude ranch. And... It was it was hilarious. I mean, it was just great. And you know, there was someone famous on that. I should have looked this up because there was someone really famous on that show. I want to say like, um, what's Ben Stiller's wife named? Christine Taylor is that her name? I think so. Um, that sounds right. And let me see. Yeah, Christine Taylor. She played Melody. Yep. And uh, you'd probably recognize some of the other actors and stuff from that show. But David Brisbane definitely played Mr. Ernst on that show, and it was awesome um, and hilarious. He was also in um, the Wonder Years. 
Forrest Gump. He's just another one of these character actors that pops up on Seinfeld all the time, and we always have to end up looking him up. Um, <laughs> yeah, he was a newscaster in Forrest Gump. He was in the Twin Peaks movie, Fire Walk With Me. He was the landlord in Leaving Las Vegas. He was a man. He played man in car on, in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. He was Dr. Jaffe in Aaron Brockovich. He was on the West Wing. He oh was on God. 19 episodes of ER as Dr. Babcock. Which I don't remember. I was probably st- I probably wasn't watching at that point. But so he had a lot of success on Thursday nights because I think I think ER was another uh, Thursday night show. So yeah, he he had a, a pretty long run on ER for a while. But if you recognize David Brisbane, it might be from any one of those locations. But I definitely remembered him from Hey Dude on Nickelodeon. <laughs> did you have any homework from the puppy shirt? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think I did. Uh, I mean, in all honesty, uh, we recorded the puffy shirt about a month and a half ago, and I don't remember. And I'm too lazy right, to right. click over to the other note on my tablet, uh, which would literally take yeah, me four I, seconds. I just listened to it to edit it, and I um I don't I didn't hear anything, so I think that was it. Okay. Um, was there any other news? A- anything anything like sticking out to you? Uh, I did see that the townhouse that serves as the exterior for Elaine's apartment shots uh-huh. is on the market right now. Did you see that? No, I didn't. Wait, where's that yeah, actually at? Is that in like, LA? No, it's definitely a New York exterior. Okay, uh, and it and it is just a one. You know, it's just one townhouse, but you know, obviously Elaine only lives in a small part of it in the universe of the show. Mm-hmm. But yeah, eight point six five million dollars. Jeez! Oh my god! Yeah, I, yeah that's a. Uh, is that? Do you think that's because of the show, or do you think that's just New York real estate? I think it's just New York real estate. Okay. Um, it is. It is four thousand seven hundred thirty square feet. Jesus. It. Uh, it's in Chelsea. It's a five-story townhome. It's got fireplaces, a garden with a fountain and a pond, plus a fully equipped chef's kitchen. Uh, it, it is weird that they used a townhouse exterior for an apartment building, but I guess. <laughs> Those things are split up into apartments all the time. I know we've discussed our, our shortcomings as far as knowledge of the New York real estate. It comes up a lot, actually, <laughs> the New York real estate <laughs> business. It is really nice. I mean, who has a garden in Manhattan? This is yeah, amazing. I have no idea. That's that's uh, it's a luxury for sure. Yeah, yeah, pretty nice. So if uh, you want to buy that and we can move, no hugging, no learning headquarters there, <laughs> we will do that. We'll definitely do that. Oh, man. All right. Well, a- anything else? A- any other no, homework? I think that's it. Any other news? All right. Well, if you've never listened to us before, uh, listen to the full thing. Uh, we are not a research-heavy show. We like to do our homework the week after, as you just heard. Uh, but if we miss something, if we egregiously skip over something, please send us an email. Send us a tweet at nohugging or nohuggingthelearningshow at gmail.com. Both of the, uh, you know... It's uh, it's been about a month since I've had to say this whole preamble. Uh, no hugging, no learning <laughs> yeah. show at gmail.com. Both of those links are in the description. If you like what you hear, give us a five star rating and a written review on Apple Podcasts, just like San Pedro Pilot did, and he called us a great perspective of Seinfeld from Tim and Ted. Having seen every episode a few times, like Tim, but never chronologically, it's been entertaining to go through them in order. It's funny to hear Ted's take on the show as a and he uses quotes here as a millennial and to see how Seinfeld holds up to today's standards of comedy and decency. I'm obsessed with this show. Whoa. Yeah, that's awesome. High praise. Thank you, San Pedro Pilot. We're obsessed with you. Yeah, I'm glad you like the <laughs> modern, you know, our modern reading of it and and di- dissecting, you know, if uh, if it's still 
appropriate or whatever. Because exactly. I know some people have been they're not turned off by that, but like, come on. Or maybe that's just me assuming they are. I, 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 think, I think we've had I some think feedback. Like I think we've that. had like one or two people like that. Uh, thankfully, no one has left a review like that because we're still a perfect five star yes. rated podcast, which is awesome. Um, but oh yeah, uh, but like we'll, we'll get like the one uh, like random tweet once in a while that's like, yeah, just talk about the episodes and do the quotes like everybody else. I'm like, well, that's literally <laughs> every other podcast talking about Seinfeld. Why? Why would we do that? <laughs> You know, <laughs> like, oh, just yeah. talk about the episodes. I don't want to hear Ted's triggered millennial takes on it. I'm like, but like, that's <laughs> what makes this different. <laughs> that's um, the show. The, that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's the joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, okay. Well, uh, without uh, any further ado, season five, episode three, The Glasses, original air date, September 30th, 1993. I was nine months and 10 days old. And if you're looking in TV Guide that night, you're going to see George's stolen glasses set off a bizarre chain of events. Mm, and we loved that synopsis last week. I think it's going to hold up. Let's see if it does. Uh, we start with a stand-up bit as usual, and I love... This is one of the best stand-up bits we've had in the whole series, I think, just because I love the concept, because it's something that I've noticed in my own life, too. Uh-huh. Uh, Jerry talking about he's a night guy, and you know, night guy loves to stay up and party, and well, you're going to be tired tomorrow. Oh, that's morning guy's problem. Yeah, night guy and likes morning to guy screw can't do anything over about morning it. guy. Yeah, yeah, night guy's always screwing morning guy over, and uh, morning guy can't do anything about it because he's the one in the future. So um, all he can do is, I don't know, get fired or something like that. But I always, I always talk about past and future Tim or present and future Tim. Like present Tim will say yes to pretty much anything <laughs> because that's future Tim's problem. Like I will always do, you know, like, uh, I, I don't know, in our in the radio business, you know, people say, oh, hey, can you do this charity thing and announce the thing? Like, it's in six months. Like, six months? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Tim yeah, from six, I can do yeah. that. <laughs> of course. Yeah. And then it rolls around and you're like, oh, man, it's out. it did sound good at the time, but now I don't want to, you know, <laughs> it's I gonna six be, months to think about it. It's an eight-hour commitment and I'm not getting paid for this, but I already committed to it six yeah. months ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like i will get you one of these days past ted but but you never will but i think i think a lot of people are like that you know a friend you know friends play, hey come to my bridal shower in three months or come to my gender reveal party in a month it's like sure yeah that's that's future <laughs> tim's problem so it, that this is something totally totally relatable that i've noticed in my own life that yeah. i will and you I, know, I'll, I'll always i'll always set future tim up for failure <laughs> yeah and i i really liked his uh his line here it's like the only thing morning guy can do uh, to stop night guy is to sleep in so daytime guy loses his job and night guy can't go out anymore <laughs> yeah yeah you you have to be <laughs> proactive morning guy yeah so I, I loved it uh we open in a uh jerry's apartment and elaine and jerry are looking out the window and they're just having one of these conversations that we always start a scene with where uh you know she asks if you if uh, you've ever wanted to spin on anybody and they never have if you wanted to oh yeah uh kramer enters uh, to uh, and I like this entrance. He enters over Jerry's shoulder. Did you notice that shot? Yeah. Like his head yeah, pops up. It was a really cool while shot. they're looking out the window. Yeah, uh, but it, and he, so it wasn't a cool. It was a cool entrance. Cinematograph, cinema. Uh, you know what I mean? Cinema, Photographically, c- cinematog- <laughs> but, so- cinematographically. No, c- cinema. Yes, okay, cinema. C- cinematography, but f- photographically, yeah. cin- cinematog. Yeah. Cinematog- Graphically, did we just create a word? Cinematophotog. 
graphically. <laughs> uh, but it, but it wasn't a funny entrance where he barges in like he always does, but yeah. it still got a raucous applause. <laughs> it was a delayed response too, because like he came in and you see him over Jerry's shoulder, and the, there's like a few claps here and there, and I'm like, oh wow, a very very subdued Kramer entrance, and then they cut back to like the normal shot, and Kramer's like, hey. And everyone goes wild. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And I think that, and we know that this is where they kind of were like, can we, we gotta, we gotta tamp down these Kramer reactions. It's killing every scene. It's Mm -hmm. killing the timing. And I wonder if this shot was a way to start doing that. You know, it's like, all right, if they don't see him come in, they won't clap. But, but they did anyway. (laughs) Uh, So Kramer got Jerry an air conditioner for 30% off. It's Mm -hmm. the Commando 8, 12,000 BTUs. And Elaine mentioned to Jerry, I thought you hated AC. Who in the world? How does Jerry live? I mean, we know he's doing well. <laughs> yeah, but like, I, I wouldn't wrote this you down. Who, air conditioning. Who doesn't like air conditioning? What kind of person? Especially like living in New York City. Like, it's getting hot in those summers. Being up that high in an apartment yes. building, it's got to be really hot. Yeah, I can't believe that Jerry can live just what with like windows and box fans we not that we've seen any of that but i mean gee it's got to be just so miserable um i i and i can't believe jerry who seems to like you know uh, just comfort mm-hmm. would not like air conditioning just boggling <laughs> boggling my mind it's a weird this goes against his character i think it's a very weird take for sure yeah but i mean i guess we needed a reason to have it you know and so it's because amy likes it and uh, elaine starts mocking amy obviously jerry's new girlfriend mm-hmm. and george enters at this point and he's wearing swimming goggles and i loved that kramer was hilarious like Kramer didn't have much to do in this episode, but what he does do is so funny. And this is one of those things he goes, rock on. (laughs) (laughs) And then just leaves. (laughs) Just a weird, like totally inappropriate response. Rock on. But (laughs) that's just so Kramer, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And George says he's got to get out of the city. And and Jerry says, uh, by tunneling to the center of the earth, (laughs) which is hilarious. Uh, And George's glasses were stolen at the gym. And he uh, doesn't have any backup glasses because, as he says, he broke them playing basketball. But as Jerry, you know, sort of mentions to the side to Elaine, he was running from a bee while playing basketball. And that's why they're (laughs) broken. Uh, So now he has to wear his prescription goggles. Which Elaine points out is kind of funny, too, because I, I, I need glasses all the time, but I don't have any sort of prescription goggles for when I swim. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like I, I can I, sort of see blurs, you know? Yeah, I didn't know those were a thing you could have made is prescription goggles. Me neither. <laughs> but it makes sense. I mean, it makes total sense. But um, yeah, and, and Jerry says there's a lot of loose change. And, and Elaine's like, what is there to see in a gym pool or the pool of a gym or something like that? And he's like, there's a lot of loose change, something like that. So. <laughs> Kramer, meanwhile, says that his buddy can get him 30% off on glasses by just mentioning uh, his name. And so they head to J&T Optical, which is either actually or just now at this point. I I really analyze this sign because anytime we see an address and an actual business, I like to look it up right away. And so apparently this was was or is Devonshire Optical. At 51 University Place. It is still there, by the way. What? Oh, my God. Uh, and I don't know. Yeah. I know. I don't know if it was ever called J&T Optical, though. I, and I couldn't tell if they put a new sign over the awning and left the 51. It just doesn't seem, you know. And so 
the the website I saw it said it was called it was actually Devonshire, but I'm like, what is it now? Devonshire was it J and T? And now I, anyway, I can't figure that much out, but um, it is still there. Uh, amazingly enough, that's kind of cool. And so yeah, yeah. Um, George is deciding on glasses, and it's tough. And here's where I. By the way, I, I meant to mention this at the top of the show. I, I mean, when we started this, I didn't think that George would be the character that I identified with the most because, like <laughs> they kind of mention in when they're casting the pilot, he's kind of a loser type, right? You know, Jeremy Piven's like, so what's this guy, like a big loser or something uh-huh. like that? And George's like, no. <laughs> and that's the way I always saw George, like a big loser. And I certainly didn't see myself that way. But obviously, now I know that I was delusional because. I mean, first of all, like the way he talks about women is all the, the luck that I've always had with women. And and we don't share. I won't say I won't say the exact same philosophy, but a lot of things he said, if you go back and listen, I'll go. He George nailed it. Um, <laughs> and also, I love his choice in shoes. I bought the same shoes as George Costanza. Yes, you did. And then all of a sudden I find and then all of a sudden I find myself unemployed oh, with no. seven hundred dollars in my bank account. Oh, no, <laughs> I know. And and. Not wearing sweatpants, but I, I tweeted this, and I think you saw it, Ted. That I was like, you have to, when you're unemployed, you have to differ- differentiate whether you are wearing gym shorts all day or whether you are wearing pajama pants all day. <laughs> because I wear gym shorts to bed, and so I'm like, no, I wasn't in my pajamas all day. I was in gym shorts all day, <laughs> and I've actually started getting up and taking off gym shorts and putting on a different pair of gym shorts for the day. Oh my! God. Just to make it feel like I'm not wearing my pajamas all day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So that's how life's going over here. Oh no! <laughs> I'm turning into George Costanza. My it, hair—I'm losing my hair. That's always been happening, you know. It, so I wear you're glasses. You're turning more and more into George by the day. It is amazing. I—I uh, uh, I don't like it, but I'm—I'm uh, <laughs> resigned to it. <laughs> oh God! But, uh, so, but back on track. This is another thing that uh, uh, when you're picking out glasses, I totally agree. I've never put it this way, but George put it perfectly. Puts it perfectly. He's picking out a new face, not just new glasses. That's true. I mean. I try on so many glasses, and I usually I, I used to like to bring Sarah with me. I was like, I can't pick these out without Sarah. She's going to be seeing them, you know, more than anybody. But <laughs> I, I've started sort of kind of doing that. But no one tells you whether they look good or not. It, it's you know, so I, I kind of sympathize with Elaine as well. Have you ever had to? You've never had to pick out glasses or anything, right? No, I I actually have uh, pretty pretty good vision. I, I think I have like twenty ten or ten twenty or whatever, it, or at least the last yeah. time I went to the eye doctor, I had that. I'm probably down to like yeah. just twenty twenty now. But it, whatever yeah. whatever it was, it was better than twenty twenty. So I, nice. I I I would imagine I'm just back at like twenty twenty now because getting older. Yeah. Um, but uh, I know Grace has glasses, uh, but I I've never been yeah. with her to pick out her frames she always just kind of picks out what she uh likes and what she thinks looks good and i tend to agree with her so yeah some people have that fashion sense i I definitely was i do not have that (laughs) at all (laughs) and so i'm like i i don't know what looks good you know whether it's glasses or or whatever but it's not like a shirt you know i wear these every day you know when i'm awake that's true i need them all the time so it is it's a tough decision um and I thought this line from Jerry was um, kind of like one of the most outdated things he said. George goes, what do you think, Jerry? And Jerry goes, I think these women would be pretty good looking if they weren't wearing glasses. Yeah, that was a really I mean, weird take, I thought. I, I mean, like even in the early 90s, there's so many people wearing glasses. Like, I, I, I don't I don't get his point of view on this. I know. It's almost like from a 1950s, you know, it, like it's the typical... 
you know, you take a woman's glasses off and all of a sudden she's attractive. You know, like, like that happens in the movies and stuff. Like, I'm, I mean, it was still happening in the 90s. One of my favorite, I think it was in Not Another Teen Movie, actually, where he's like, oh, she's wearing glasses. Like, it's obviously a, a super attractive <laughs> woman, but all the popular guys, like the football players, are like, oh, God, glasses. Oh, you know, just, just like making fun of that fact. Like, and she's all that. Rachel Lee Cook takes off her glasses and now she's attractive no rachel lee cook was pretty good looking all the way through the movie you know what i mean it was just just a weird trope that i think has pretty much died out but yeah. also like you know i mean if you ever like guys don't make passes at girls that wear glasses and stuff like like all those those say like that saying from like the 19 who knows where it's from it just it, it wasn't something you wanted to do and now i guess they've been made more fashionable i don't know um well the a dude walks in with this huge dog uh, what kind of dog was this? Rottweiler, I think, is what it is. Is I, that right? I I think so. Um, I, I I didn't get much of a much of a look at the dog because they only had the camera on the dog for a, a very short amount of time. But I I did yeah. want to point out, and I think this is where I was getting uh, hung up a second ago. I want to point out this yeah. the, the the next fifteen seconds in this has the worst acting, camera angles, and sound editing I've ever seen in the show. Very true. Uh, because uh, guy walks in, uh, like you said, he's got his dog with him. Uh, Elaine wants to pet the dog, and she gets down in the dog's face, and she gets bit. Uh, apparently, you'd never know that based on what you hear or see. <laughs> yeah, or, or, I think the, a or bark, the way maybe? anyone is reacting. Uh, like guy yeah, walks yeah. in, he's like, "Oh yeah, can I pet your dog?" Yeah, sure. You just hear, you just see a, a a cut to the dog not doing anything. Cut back away just to <laughs> Elaine's face, and you hear row, and no bite, yeah. no 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 like movement from the dog. But Elaine just goes ow, and then the guy turns around, promptly just walks out. I'm like, what in yeah. the actual living fuck was this? <laughs> this was so bad. Yeah. It was a very weird action sequence, <laughs> and we know that, you know, Tom Sharonis, who I'm only assuming directed this episode, he doesn't do action very well. I remember the other <laughs> big action scene we had is when Crazy Joe Devola beats up those uh, toughs in the park, remember? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we had, a, we had a lot of fun dissecting that scene where it's like, <laughs> the, you know, he only trips a guy, and we're like, well, he must have fallen on a very sharp rock because he he's got down lightly tapped count. on the back of your... Oh my yeah. god! You got lightly tapped on the back of your leg and fell over and didn't get back up. That's the only explanation. <laughs> like, oh yeah, he tripped. Oh, he must have hit his head on a rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he hit his head on a very sharp rock and and is now bleeding from his eyes and, uh, and uh, on our other face holes. But like, uh, th- because this... there's no way. But yeah, this this scene was so bad, and I, I wish it was. Um... I wish it was more of a throwaway scene instead of something to set up the events of the rest of the episode, you know? Very true. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's but, true. Uh, but the the guy leaves uh, showing no emotion. The dog just in, in tow, just like like nothing oh, yeah, happened. Dog, Jer- Jerry's very not well. reacting. Yeah. George is not reacting. Elena's barely reacting. But she's like, ow, that, my leg kind of hurts a little bit. <laughs> Um, yeah, but, and but evidently then, there's like, but then you know, all of a we're sudden, led to believe that there's blood pouring oh, yeah, from it. But there's no blood. There's no. There's no stage nope. blood. Um, there, there's nothing dripping. <laughs> there's no sign. She's literally holding one tissue to her leg <laughs> loosely and like, ow, it's very bad. I need to go to the emergency room. This sounds like my mother whenever <laughs> she has any ailment at all. 
Uh, <laughs> but I, I mean, it, it's just so annoying. Like stage yeah. stage blood can't be too expensive. Uh, tell tell the actor like to hurry out or something. Have Jerry react quicker. She just got bit. And, yeah, and no no one is acting like anything just happened. <laughs> it's true. It, it was <laughs> it was very weird. And yeah, I. I I didn't notice it to the, the, the degree that you did, but it definitely it plays very slowly and just very odd, very oddly as well. Um, the, but George is like, here I am. You know, he's like, mm-hmm. this is my time to stand up. You know, he's always thinking about that later on. But he goes to confront the guy, but then he sees something very shocking and <laughs> comes back inside. And George is acting really weird and. He's like, oh, uh, yeah, you guys should. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to you later. Go to the. And Jerry's like, what's going on? Yeah, Jer- Jerry doesn't like, want. Uh, Jerry doesn't want to leave with Elaine until he finds out like w- what George is bugged by. And George says that he saw Amy, Jerry's new girlfriend, making out with Jerry's cousin Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I love this part. One of the few well acted instances in this scene is when. <laughs> Elaine's like, Jerry, can can we go to the... He's like, yeah, 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 hang on a second. And he throws the tissues at her, and they <laughs> float in a way, and she goes to grab them, and it's a very funny... It's just a very funny little bit of this scene that I, that I really liked, um, because it's one of those things you couldn't have planned, like, okay, Jerry, now throw the Kleenex so it floats this way, and Elaine, you grab... It just, you had to, you know, you had to do it, and it and it worked out in that one take so brilliantly. Yeah. You know, it's like when when the the when the elements um, cooperate. That's exactly what happened. Jerry's like, "Well, all right, we're going to talk about this later." Elaine obviously has to go to the hospital. Elaine holds the door. She's like, she got bit on the leg, which is another weird thing. You figure if you're going to go to pet a dog, it's going to bite you on the hand. But Elaine got bit on the leg, so she's sort of like walking hunched over, but holding the door open for Jerry. And Jerry goes, "Thank you," and and says, "Taxi" or something like that. Um, <laughs> pretty funny and george meanwhile asked the clerk about some clear frames that he tried on and uh here's another actor that i recognized immediately do you recognize this guy uh i don't think so who was it his name is tim stack and i recognized him from a show called son of the beach do you remember this show uh it sounds like a very bad show on fox that lasted one season am i right close it was a very bad show on fx that lasted two years three seasons yeah (laughs) um it was like a it was like a baywatch uh spoof and so if you're gonna ask me when the perfect time to put a baywatch spoof on the air (laughs) was i wouldn't have said the year 2000 to 2002 oh good that's when it was on (laughs) i know I mean, I know it was almost 20 years ago at this point, but I'm like, <laughs> Baywatch was still a spoofable, funny... I, I, I mean, can't... I, I guess it's still part of uh, the, the popular uh, zeitgeist, I guess. You can, I was going to say, you can say zeitgeist. I, 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 I was, tr- I was to. trying to tiptoe around the word zeitgeist, uh, because, I, because I know if, uh, if Alan Carpenter is listening, he's uh, probably taken like six shots by now. We, we, yeah. we don't, we don't typically um, say that very often anymore. No, we don't. We don't. It was uh, we. We should bring it back into the the show's <laughs> lexicon. But yeah, I I was like, I remember this show. I must have been watching a lot of FX at the time. I don't know what possibly could have been on in two thousand. It's just so weird to think about FX even being around twenty years ago. You know, it still feels yeah, like really. kind of a newish network. But it was it was so it was a Baywatch spoof on there. But it was also notable because it was produced by Howard Stern. I don't even know if he still has like a film and television company, but. Uh, that was sort of the big news about it that you know Howard Stern's production company was was behind it. 
by the way, he's from Doylestown, Pennsylvania. So Tim Stack, a PA boy. Oh, okay. Um, uh, yeah, over near Philly. And but he was also in My Name Is Earl, playing himself. He played television's Tim Stack, is what he's credited <laughs> as, or TV's Tim Stack. On my name is Earl, which is a sh- show that I loved. Oh, my name. And my he name was is also Earl in. Was great. Oh, you love it. I still, to this day, when someone mentions Karma, I'll go, "Oh, you're a Carson Daly fan," <laughs> and, and I don't care if they don't get it. I don't like that. That's just a like cut. in oh the my world. God. Yeah, uh, but uh, just like in Earl's world, whenever anyone mentions Karma, he thought Carson Daly came up with it, so he'd yeah. go, "Oh, you like Carson Daly too," <laughs> and they would sort of look at him puzzled. That's the same reaction I get, but that's I love that. I love that about <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Tim Stack also is in one of my favorite movies of all time, The Brave Little Toaster. And I'm not even being funny or Wait, ironic or anything. Who, like, who is he in Brave Little Toaster? One of the best movies. He's Lampy. Oh my god! Okay, I yeah. have all of the Brave yeah. Little Toaster movies on DVD. Oh wow. I, okay, so just quick uh, sidebar about Brave Little Toaster. Disney Plus coming in November. Yes, it, it has the two Brave Little Toaster sequels, not the original. It doesn't it have the original. So... Are you kidding me? I, I looked at the list. I might have looked past it, but I mean, I was in the Brave Little Toaster section. I don't know why I would be listed anywhere else because, you know, it's they all start with Brave Little Toaster goes to Mars, Brave Little Toaster, whatever. So they have all the sequels. They're not going to have the original. It is so tough to track down this movie that is beloved. I mean, the Brave wow. Little Toaster, I don't know if you know this, it almost won Sundance. Oh but the, the judges at Sundance told the director, they were like, we can't give it to a kid's movie, but we all think this is the best movie at the festival this year. And yet you can't track down a, there's no Blu-ray release yet. Oh my God. There's, even the DVDs are hard to come by. It's I, like, there's it's only, such a shame. There's only the three movies, right? There's uh, uh, the, the the original, there's um, Goes to Mars, and then there's, uh, what's the name of the third one? I think it's called To the Rescue, Brave Little Toaster, To the Rescue. Does that sound right? It, it's something. It's something like that. But uh, actually, yeah, To the Rescue, I think, is the second one. And then uh, okay. Ghost to Mars, I believe, is the third one because you know we, we've got to we've got to think of uh, a wacky plot line for a third movie for this toaster and his friends. Yeah, yeah. The, any any franchise, the third movie, they always just go to space. I think. Yeah, actually, yeah. Like, or when uh, they start running out of ideas. A, a year ago, I don't know if you remember this, uh, the comedy club where uh, I live and where Tim used to live uh, had John Lovitz come into town. And he was supposed to do uh, an interview on one of our radio stations. He was supposed to do a morning interview. And I was going to bring in my Brave Little Toaster DVDs for him to sign. And then he, can- oh. and then he canceled his radio appearance. Which, uh, which honestly, yeah. I'm, I'm actually kind of glad happened. Because I, I, I didn't want to face the heartbreak of me handing him Brave Little Toaster DVDs. And him just looking at me and going... What the fuck are these? You know, <laughs> I'm not signing those. <laughs> <Ach 'em. laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean like uh, like Tom Wilson did to me when I handed him my uh, Back to the Future trilogy? Oh my god! And Biff Tannen himself told me that he does not sign Back to the Future memorabilia. <laughs> yeah, I forgot happened. about that. Forgot about that entirely. Like, why in the world? I, that still boggles my mind. Uh, Tom. Now, Tom has listened to previous podcast of mine so if i tag him on twitter uh, he might comment or something back because he did leave a comment on my uh my la- my old podcast that i used to do oh my god when we were talking about meeting tom wilson yeah yeah <laughs> 
So All he's right. out there. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to tag him on Twitter. In this. Whenever I post this, you've got uh, you've got to tag Tom Wilson on Twitter. You're like, what did we say about yeah. Tom Wilson at 35 minutes and 33 seconds? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll just put it in. I'll like, you know, another... You know, another one of my odd interactions with Tom Wilson at timestamp, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and then we'll see if, we'll see if he chimes in. <laughs> Tom, thanks for listening. Thanks, uh, Tom. He, he's definitely all. Every time I've met him, he's been so awesome. Like, I didn't even take it that bad. I, I was embarrassed. Yeah, you know? I mean, he was a cool guy. I, I talked to him for like half a yeah. second, I think. Um, but he, what, definitely yeah. not a jerk. It's just one of those things. It's like, oh, I wonder, I wonder why he doesn't sign Back to the Future stuff. Yeah, he was super. Ni- he was super nice about it. He was like, I, I don't sign those, but I'll take a picture. You know, he just like yeah. just brushed it off in the in the the most professional, coolest way. So yeah, yeah, I, it he, definitely. I, it's not a slight on him. Definitely. Yeah, definitely could have been more of a jerk, but I'm glad that he wasn't. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so uh, <laughs> George, by the way. <laughs> Um, he picks the frames that the you know the clerk's like oh we just got these in uh, very exciting and so George is like yeah these are the ones and he's and then so earlier we, we we didn't mention to get the discount all you have to do is mention Kramer's name because that's how he got you know he got Jerry thirty percent off and he's get um, and he can get George thirty percent off from this place yeah just like just mention it. my name and then but George say, doesn't yeah. do it in a way that a normal person would by going oh hey by the way I know Kramer he yeah. said you give me a deal if I. Uh, uh, but he he just goes, oh by the way, Crema. Yeah, like it's and like some like, promo code online. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, just say it, Kramer. You know, and, and he's like, what? He's like, well, you know, Kramer. He's like, yeah. He's like, well, uh, he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, say, he doesn't he, get to the point. He doesn't <laughs> the stupidest way possible. <laughs> he he never says anything and about it, discount. He he just says like, well, yeah. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and then the, the the clerk is like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to need a deposit on these. And George is upset because the promo code didn't work. The promo code <laughs> d- doesn't work. Um, meanwhile, at the hospital, Elaine uh, doesn't believe the story that Amy was making out with Jeffrey. And this is the same Jeffrey, by the way. We kind of get confirmation in this scene that works for the Parks Department. Uncle Leo's son, who we've... Uh, I think the pony remark is the first time that that's brought up, and it, which is very early in season one, I think. Mm-hmm. Was, was it season? season two. I think it was season two. I don't remember. Uh, have we ever yeah, seen? Yeah, I think it was Cousin pretty Jeffrey? early in season two. No, we've never seen Cousin Jeffrey. I don't know if we ever do. Okay, it, it's just kind of like a, alluding to him existing as being uh, Jerry's son and Uncle Leo's, or yeah, Jerry's cousin and Uncle Leo's son. Yeah, yeah. But and Elaine's like George wasn't even. He didn't even have his glasses on, and George was squinting. And he can squint down to like twenty thirty vision. Jerry says, uh, "One time when we were coming back from the Catskills, he he squinted all the way from Wurzburg to the Tappanzi Bridge. Oh my um, god! He was spotting talk, raccoons. Talk about on the side of the road. Reference. I know. I know. Like, is is that a far distance? I have no idea. I, I'm not from upstate New York. Yeah, yeah. I I, I guess it must be. Um, but here's the question that I have: Why wasn't Jerry driving? <laughs> Why, was, right, why didn't Jerry right. drive from the Catskills? He doesn't need glasses. <laughs> it just seemed kind of uh, weird. You know, they it just seemed kind of weird. I don't know why. Maybe Jerry's leg was broken or something like that. But they they don't say that. You just have to assume. That yeah, that's true. That's what was happening. Um, but you know, I, I got to say, this is where I if if I want to see something, it's a weird thing where we're squinting. I don't get why squinting all of a sudden cleans clears your vision up. It's really weird. Another trick that I'll do, maybe other people with bad vision can, I'll make like a little circle with my index finger and my thumb. And if I look through that little hole 
everything is clear through that little hole. I don't know why <laughs> when, you know, maybe when your brain is trying to interpret everything from your peripheral all the way around, it gets blurry, but there's no lens in my little finger. But when I put my, when I do that, I can see anything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it, it's really weird. I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to do that now. And I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm doing it right. Yeah. Well, your vision's fine. So true. But you could be. You could see farther. You know. So d- pick something that's like blurry at a great distance, and then try it. Try it later on, and see if you can. Just like the tiniest, the tiniest little hole. I mean, just the smallest little hole with your fingers, and and try that. And, and I thought this was a weird bit now too. When Elaine got bit by a dog, so she's like, oh, uh, you know, no shot. And then the doctor, who's foreign, you know, just like. Um, nondescript brown foreigner, where you know, is like no shot, dog bite. It's like, oh god, what is? Th- oh, oh come on, yeah, this uh, th- this felt weird. Um, that to- was a, it was a groaner. No shot, dog bite. I know, I got a, a bit bite. It was like some sort of off-brand um, Abbott and Costello, you know, bit. Yeah, and, and that then, just didn't work. And then Elaine comes back. Uh, she's like, "No, I, I know, I got bit by a dog. Do I need a shot? Not shot. Dog bite. Woof woof. Not bang bang." <sighs> oh, oh yeah, that was even worse. <laughs> that, I that forgot the, about that, was, that. That was the worst one. Woof woof. Not bang bang. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I guess I blocked it out. <laughs> uh, so back at Jerry's apartment, uh, Jerry and Amy. Another famous actress. Yes. This is Skylar from Breaking Bad. I actually recognize this one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, right away, I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's Anna Gunn, obviously. Uh-huh. Just uh, just crazy. Um, and still, I mean, well, I say still. It's odd because it was before. But, I mean, just looking great. I oh, mean, yeah. Something about Anna Gunn. Even in Breaking Bad, when she's supposed to play this, like, I don't know, house mom or whatever. Like, she's still super attractive in that show. Mm-hmm. Um, but like it, uh, it doesn't look like she's aged much. This was in '93, and she was in Breaking Bad like 20 years later, and it, and it didn't look like she aged at all. Looking back at Breaking Bad, you know, which is incredible. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, Jerry, um, you know, they're watching TV, and um, he is, you know, still suspicious about the story. He's he's tending to believe his buddy George over his new girlfriend and uh you know so the cable goes out and jerry's like well no i'm gonna call i like the cable company to know they're not getting away with anything and while he's on hold with the cable company he starts interrogating amy about um what she did yesterday when george supposedly saw her making out with jeffrey and i like this little exchange like well uh you must have done something (laughs) uh you didn't go out on uh columbus avenue by the way is a um you know we've already learned that Optical Store is actually on 51 University Place, not Columbus Avenue, but um, just a geographical inaccuracy there in the script. But uh, <laughs> and she's like, oh, um, he's like, you didn't. Uh, she's like, well, I mean, I, I did go out for a sec. Oh, your day's getting interesting already. <laughs> I love I love the I, I don't know what you call it. I, I just love the way he's acting in this scene. Um, and then he's like, cut the bull, sister. Um, <laughs> you know, and he accuses her of making out with his cousin, Jeffrey the day before Mm -hmm. and uh, she's like you know there's nothing going on there's nothing and then he says oh want to get some pizza oh my god Uh, and she says (laughs) yeah i like the the change of you know he just wants to be absolved of any wrongdoing you know like oh well um you know it's not my fault (laughs) you know that i'm acting (laughs) like this um let's just ignore it 
But no, she's like, I saw a really ugly side of you, a real bad side. I knew it was too good to be true. Um, and, it, you know, he's like, well, okay, we're we still on for Friday. And she's like, sure. And she's like, it's too hot in here. I'm leaving. When are you going to get the AC? He says the AC is coming. Um, later in the apartment, Jerry said he wasn't planning on showing any flaws, any of that side of her for at least six months. <laughs> uh, you know, he's like, she saw a bad side, an ugly side. I wouldn't plan on sh- showing her that side for another six months. And now... He's like, the, the whole timeline's been thrown off, which I, I know we've kind of, I'm trying to think of when they've discussed that before, you know, the sort of when they, you know, when they do things in a relationship, you know what I mean? Can you think yeah. of any instance? Because I know it's come up before when, when George has had oh, to like, man. you know, skip a step or is like, well, now I can't do this to, to let her know this, you know, and, and things like that. But I, I know it's come up before I, uh, Twitter I, users. I honestly can't remember when it was. Yeah. But it sounds familiar, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so, you know, George is like, you know, you're going to leave her over me, your best friend. And he says, remember that drive from Wurzburg? I was spotting raccoons on the side of the road. And he snaps just like Jerry did when he was telling Elaine. You know, he's like, he was spotting raccoons. And George says he was spotting raccoons. It meant that it was a part of the story from like way back then that one person did and the other person copied every time they tell it. You know what I mean? I'm guessing it was George. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, who started the snapping. Um, but I love this part too. He's like, they were mailboxes, you idiot. I didn't have the heart to tell you. <laughs> um, so they weren't even raccoons. Um, but then George squints for a second and then spots a dime across the uh, room. Like he's in the kitchen. And he spots a dime over by Jer- Jerry's uh, stereo equipment behind the table. And so Jerry's like, you know, puzzled at that. Um, Elaine, meanwhile, comes in and Jerry's like, you buzzed up like five minutes ago and she couldn't come in until a dog left. And it's a little fluff ball that lives in the building named Snowball. And Jerry's just, you know, he can't believe that the that she's developed this phobia of dogs to the point where she can't get past Snowball. Yeah, she's totally, she has. totally afraid of dogs now. Yeah. Uh, Kramer enters to raucous applause once again. Uh, it doesn't even, you know, it used to tamp down for that second or third entrance, but now it, it hasn't. It was just as big yeah, as the, it, it, maybe because they felt like they got robbed. Again. The first time. Maybe. There, there was a big shot of the fridge here. And were these pictures of kids something that you had mentioned previously in the first couple episodes of this season? Uh, I don't I don't know if they were or not. I don't think I ever I don't think I pointed out the pictures of the kids. Why? What, what about because we got what did you know? Well, I just I just remember us talking about how now like the uh, newspapers were gone and there was these pictures of kids up with Superman, of course. But we just got a really good shot of those kids. And now I want to know whose kids they are <laughs> to like get a prime spot in Jerry's apartment. You know, Man, like are they Larry I, I David's what, nephews or something? What's uh what was the 1993 version of like Patreon that someone could pay like a thousand dollars and get the, <laughs> and get their child's photo on the fridge of an episode of Seinfeld? I think it was just being a producer of Seinfeld or something. Uh, you're probably <laughs> or maybe right. just the set designer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, so George confronts Kramer about not getting a discount on his glasses, and George, they're like, "All right, well, let's go down there and talk to this guy." Because Kramer's now upset that you know his discount is no good. Oh yeah, uh, because uh, he got the clerk off of sugar. Yeah, and so George is like, "All right, well, let me grab an apple." Instead, he grabs an onion and starts biting into it. Um, and Elaine, you know, they're still talking about you know Jeffrey and Amy. And uh, this is where Jerry says, you know, you're eating onions, you're spotting dimes. I don't know what to think. <laughs> uh, and he loves that line so much. You can tell because we get the, the patented Jerry Seinfeld. I just said something very funny smirk in the in this scene, uh, <laughs> which is like it, it, basically as much as Jerry breaks. But he does it so often that it's like, all right, you know, it's, it's the one little uh-huh. acting quirk of his that I guess has just become part of the Jerry Seinfeld in the show character and not 
just Jerry Seinfeld, the man is a bad actor, you know what I mean? <laughs> and can't keep a straight face when he says something funny. Um, but Kramer tells Jerry to get Amy and Jeffrey together. And then, you know, the secret will be revealed when it's obvious that they've they've met before, I guess. Mm-hmm. So uh, we head down to J- back to J&T Optical and uh, Kramer you know, starts berating Dwayne about not getting the discount and how he got him off of sugar. And he like attacks him with a baby Ruth and begins this monologue of tales of, you know, first of all, his sugar addiction, but then his sugar detox as well. And I thought this was very well written. Oh, yeah. I I wish I had written down like exactly what Kramer uh, shouts in his face. Uh, but it, he he said that he was eating like four of these before breakfast, uh, another two of something else on the subway into work, and then something else for lunch, uh, something like that. Yeah, and but he, the terminology he's using is you know is like drug terminology. You oh know what yeah. I mean? He's he's talking about it like it was a a drug problem, you know, that he needed <laughs> rehab for or something. Um, and it, it gets massive applause, it's like the way he's shouting in his face. It's just a, a great acting by Michael Richards and and a hilarious, hilariously written monologue that, you know, I, I'm sure Kramer brought to a whole other level, even from the way it was written. You know, yeah. And, um, and, and, and Kramer like shoving, I, I think it was uh, uh, whatever candy bar it was. He's shoving it into uh, Dwayne's face. I want to make that the cover art of this episode. Yeah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, because what would you? Yeah, I, I can't think of anything else that would, unless maybe George in, in goggles, but maybe that's too obvious. Yeah, uh, I I, um, I I like the candy bar. <laughs> oh, that's fine fine with me. I think it's a baby Ruth. I think it was a baby Ruth. Well, actually, uh, um, this but, this came up later, and uh, I think it was an um, another scene with Dwayne holding a candy bar and uh, or, or some or something like that. And I asked Grace, I'm like, hey, what kind of candy bar has a white wrapper? And she immediately chimes in, payday. So I, I think it's oh, a payday. It might be a payday. It looked like a baby Ruth. I might have, cause I, it was like white and, um, I think payday is orange text and this looked like red. See, it looked like orange blue text. And, to I don't me. know. I don't have to, oh, it, it, it okay. looked like, it looked like maybe a white wrapper with orange text. I'll have to go, we'll put that down for homework. What all kind right. Of, what kind of candy bar was it? <laughs> but anyway, so Dwayne's like, all right, we'll just, you know, get, get out. We'll go, I'll give him the discount. Just get out of here. And basically ruins Elaine's chances. Elaine went with him to see if Dwayne knew who that dog owner was who was coming in. And, you know, basically they get kicked out before Elaine has a chance to ask about the dog. Yeah, but like Elaine, uh, I, I get that Elaine really wants to um, know who who the dog owner was. But like they're in the middle of something, you know? <laughs> like Kramer and George are in the middle of trying to get oh. uh, the discount, and Elaine's just like, "Excuse me, there was a guy in here the other day." Like, not the time. Yeah, that's true. She did inter- interrupt the first time, but then, <laughs> you know, then the second time she's like, "So this dog," and he's like, "Get out of here," you know. So she gets kicked out with them before she has a chance to to get to her point. The, re- the reason she went down there. Um, back in uh, Jerry's apartment, jo- we we get kind of like a, a head-on shot of George in his new glasses and Jerry says I don't know what to tell you Elton (laughs) Um, which is hilarious and those are ladies glasses he's saying and meanwhile in the background during this whole scene Elaine is convincing herself that she has rabies yeah because she's irritable anxiety irritability yeah I'm irritable (laughs) Um, and uh, Kramer comes in in the meantime as well and he quote unquote installs the air conditioner so he has the commando eight (laughs) 
he throws it in the window, puts the blinds down on top of it, and says, there we go. And Jerry's like, you don't need to screw it in or anything like that. And I guess, uh, well, I mean, we do know that you should, but Kramer says, no, that's that's it. It's installed. Uh, and he'll come back to like seal up the sides uh, later. Yeah, I, I just like that. I just really like that line. Just drops and he's like, installed. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It that, uh, doesn't even yeah, have to just plug drops it in anywhere. the blinds down. On, not the window, the blinds. <laughs> <laughs> um, Elaine, it, meanwhile, we, we mentioned that she's irritable. She's snapping at everyone, um, you know, including Kramer, calling Kramer a hipster doofus, which we've heard before, too, right? I think so. If not the exact line hipster doofus, it was hipster something. Yeah, yeah. Because I remember talking about what hipster actually meant, and we looked up the you know the entomology back to the 1920s and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, so we didn't know if, if people were using it to you know refer to hipsters the way we do today, or whether it was you know it, it had a different kind of meaning in the 90s. Um, and I don't even know if we ever figured it out. <laughs> I don't think we did, uh, but. <laughs> George is eating pretzels or something, and Kramer uh, refers to him as Madam. I think he doesn't. He say like, uh, "Could I have one of those, Madam?" Or I, th- like I think that. he does. Yeah, yeah. Um, and which he, is hilarious. And, and I, I don't know if he pulls the glasses off of George's face, but he looks at him and he's like, "Oh yeah, they're from the Gloria Vanderbilt collection." Yeah, he he he's like, "Those are ladies' glasses." He pulls them off and he looks on the inside, <laughs> and it says Gloria Vanderbilt collection. God. Um, so the clerk sold George ladies frames knowing full well that they were ladies frames um and uh, elaine you know still thinks she has rabies and we find out that um you know kramer's friend bob sacamano who has been mentioned before on the show mm-hmm. uh had rabies before and she she's having trouble swallowing which i guess is another rabies she's basically you know doing what we do these days with webmd we read about something we think we have and then the symptoms you know psychosomatically enter our like well, i'm uh, she reads, has trouble swallowing. She's like, I'm having trouble swallowing. I am now, you know? <laughs> and so she, like, tries to swallow a bunch of water, and she's starts foaming at the mouth, I guess. But really, it's just the bubbles from the water, right? Yeah, it, it all just, uh, it all just like, comes right back up and, like, dribbles, yeah. like, down her chin <laughs> and, like, d- and down her chest. And uh, is, is it Kramer that screams that she's foaming at the mouth? I think it is, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so then we. So she heads to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we we get another scene with everybody's favorite doctor. Uh, and Elaine's just sitting there. She's like, "Is this gonna hurt?" Yes, very much. And stabs her with a needle, and that's yeah. it. That's the scene. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, "Okay, yeah." Well, then we're back <laughs> at the apartment, and uh, Jerry and Amy are. Oh no, I'm sorry. Jerry and Elaine are enjoying the air conditioner. They're kind of standing in front of it at the window with it on. Yeah, and they um, see they see the dog still, guy down yeah. on the street. Yeah, and they're still talking, by the way, about Jeff and Amy, and Elaine remarks that Jeff looks like a horse, um, <laughs> and then she spots the dog guy down there, and she she yells down, and first Jerry says, again, a call back to the earlier scene, uh, do you want to spit on him? And she's like, no, let's go down there. Kramer enters and slams the door. Oh, what does he have? Mangoes? No, papayas, right? Is it papayas? I, I think he's singing a song about papayas. <laughs> When he comes in. But anyway, he slams the door and the AC falls out of the window and lands on the dog. So supposedly, anyway, because again, we don't see anything. I, I mean, for this scene, I'm glad we don't see anything. But you just see yeah, the, yeah. the air conditioner fall and you and on the captions, it just says dog yelps. And I'm just thinking, yep. oh, Jesus, did, did the air conditioner land on the dog like square? 
Uh, but like Kramer says, you know, Kramer says, I, I think I got, I think I got the dog or something like that. <laughs> Jesus. And this is pretty funny too. Cause he grabs, he grabs the cord. And then of course the, he pulls up an empty cord instead mm-hmm. of the actual AC, you know, which I thought was pretty funny. A uh, little side gag as well. Um, so at the New York health club, a blind guy asked George for help, uh, getting to his locker. Um, and then George, right when he's about to walk the guy to the locker, sees the guy that took his glasses. How he knows it's this guy, uh, we have no idea because we've never, you know, we he hasn't mentioned that he saw the guy. But um, so he chases him outside, but they lose him. So now George and this blind guy are outside in their swim trunks, soaking wet uh, <laughs> on the street. George remarks on the old man's glasses, and he's like, "Oh, I don't like them. They uh, they pinch my the nose. nose. Pinches or something like yeah. that." Yeah, they pinch my nose. Uh, so that gives George an idea. He heads to JT Optical. George wants to switch frames with the guy, the blind guy from the health club. And Dwayne is eating a candy bar, by the way. So he's obviously fallen he's off relapsed. the wagon, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, he's relapsed. That's better, yeah. Um, and then the dog guy comes in, and the dog has the cone of shame. And also a bandage on his leg as well. So the dog has survived. Yeah, I'm, I'm the guessing you're landing on him. I'm guessing it was just like a broken leg or something. Uh, I I don't know at what angle right. the air conditioner would have had to fall and where the dog would have had to be for it to only hit his leg. But you know, yeah, I'm I'm glad the dog's not dead at the very least. <laughs> I wrote, I mean, I literally wrote AC Falls killing dog, and then I went back and I had to scratch it out to AC Falls <laughs> on dog. <laughs> but, like, even if it fell on the I dog, really... Jerry's on the fifth floor. It would have killed the dog. I, I'm guessing, like... Probably. I'm guessing the air conditioner landed next to the dog, broke and shattered, and maybe a piece of metal flew off and, like, cut the dog on the leg. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Fine theory. A fine theory. Yeah. Because uh, otherwise, if the, unless the dog was like laying down, that's the only way you'd get a direct shot on that uh-huh. leg, you know. But, but also, like, or, I, I I'd have to go back and watch this scene again. This comes back into the awful sound mixing. There was no sound of the air conditioner crashing. It was the air, you see the air conditioner right. falling, and it's just Arr! <laughs> yeah. I think you're right. I don't remember. Yeah, a huge crash, just a small yelp. <laughs> uh, and for some reason, George is like very forthcoming with this guy. I guess because George doesn't know about the air conditioner incident, but still, why would you give Jerry's address? He's like, hey, you're a friend of that, you know, that girl, that lady, you know, uh, and he's like, she lives on 81st, right? He's like, oh, no, that's Jerry's apartment. He's like, yeah, you wouldn't have to happen to know which apartment. Yeah, 5E. I don't know why George was giving him all this information freely. (laughs) Yeah, for for someone who's always like as paranoid as George is. Uh, why yeah. Why is he so eager to tell this guy he doesn't know exactly where his friend lives? Yeah, they, he knows they have some sort of conflict going on, and that's that there was a an assault. You know, there was a dog bite. Like, somebody's got to pay for that. What, you know, it's like, it's just weird that he was so forthcoming with that information. And But the guy gives a really great, creepy performance. You know, I, I liked the, the actor's la- the last little shot that we got of him, like, yeah, I don't even know what he says, but it was like... 
Yeah, he, it was good and scary. He, he had, you know? he had a, a really good like facial performance. He's like, oh yeah, oh yeah. okay, yeah, and he just storm. He doesn't even storm out, but he just, he kind of walks out casually. But he's got this new purpose now. <laughs> he knows exactly where Jerry lives. The guy who dropped the air conditioner <laughs> that injured his dog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so at Jeffrey's apartment, this is Jerry's plan going into motion. So he was going to pick up p- tickets from Jeffrey for the Paul Simon concert in the park. Um, and that's where he was going to get uh, Amy and Jeffrey in the same room. But when he knocks on Jeffrey's apartment door, it's Uncle Leo. Yeah. <laughs> God, I love <laughs> Uncle Leo. I don't know why. Uncle Leo is hilarious. Oh, Uncle Leo's <laughs> hilarious. He definitely and, is. And just um, the fact, every time we see him, he's screaming everything. <laughs> Hello! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uncle Leo? <laughs> Yeah, and so uh, he surprised Jerry surprises Amy with the t- tickets, which sort of gives him a, a pass immediately for like, oh, this is why you've been acting so weird tonight. You know, I was like, yeah, I was uh, surprising you with these Paul Simon tickets, and and then uh, Uncle Leo says, by the way, Jeffrey says he's sorry about everything uh, or whatever. You know, Jeffrey just wanted to let you know that he's very sorry, and then like, Jerry what? goes, I knew it, <laughs> and uh, he 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 looks at Amy. Uh, thinking like th- this is it. This is proof that Amy and Jeffrey yep. have uh, have done something behind my back. But also, why wouldn't Uncle Leo preface it by saying Jeffrey is sorry for this reason? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey wanted to let you know he's sorry. He knows the seats aren't very good or whatever. But no, he's like he's very sorry. But also, how would Jeffrey know that Jerry knows he was making out? But- why, why would Jeffrey take the occasion to tell? Hey, Uncle Leo, when he gets here. Tell him I'm sorry for you know cheating for his girlfriend cheating on him with me. Like, I mean, what? I, what? I I could definitely see since we've never met him, uh, maybe he is like yeah. uh, paranoid to the level of George, and he's just like, well, he's gonna find out sooner or later, so I might as well just confess it and uh, be sorry about through it now. Uncle Leo. Yeah, so, so I might he, as well get my dad to tell him <laughs> exactly, so he doesn't have to con- uh, confront Jerry, which is actually kind of a yeah, brilliant idea. I, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but it'd be weird, like. You know, to tell your dad, hey, um, my cousin has a girlfriend and I'm also sleeping with her. Would you mind telling him I'm sorry about that? Do you imagine having a conversation with your dad? <laughs> Especially if your dad was Uncle Leo. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> but the, what he was apologizing for, as I already mentioned, was that the seats aren't very good. Uh, and then Jerry again delivers his hilarious, want to get some pizza line. But uh, I guess Skylar's had enough. Yeah, she and, does not uh, want to get some is, pizza. But I'm kind of surprised that like, you know, for Paul Simon concert in the park, I don't care if the tickets are, are good or bad. It's like, you stay together for another week. You oh, know, yeah, for those. absolutely. <laughs> uh, so back at J&T Optical, um, George, uh, you know, his he, he walks out with a guy. They have switched frames, and the, his, the nose is pinching him. Um, but he sees, once again, he sees Amy and making out with Jeffrey. And he's like, that's them. I knew it. But when he puts the glasses back on, it's actually a policewoman and a horse. <laughs> Which, which per- perfect callback to Elaine and Jerry saying, yeah, Jeffrey kind of has a horse face, and it's just this woman actually <laughs> kissing uh, an actual horse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so over at the New York Health Club, Jerry and George are you know, still discussing kind of like uh, the, the falling, a- falling action of the episode, you know, like 
Jerry's accusing George of planting that dime to make it seem like he's, uh, you know, got better eyes than he does, which is something George would do. I, I totally believe that theory. Oh, 100%. Uh, and then Jerry says, I had to pay the vet bill for that dog. I don't even know how that guy got my name. And George is like, oh, yeah, you know, he's kind of cagey <laughs> about it. And then George mentions like, oh, you know, wait, just wait till I get the guy that stole my glasses. So and then the camera pans to some clothing and George's glasses on top of the locker and they've been up there and, this whole time yeah no one stole them he just misplaced them and he can't see without them so that's the end of the episode we do get one more stand-up bit about how glasses are now an impulse item which i i don't really get i mean the fact that you can get them quickly doesn't mean that you do you know when you most of the time when you want glasses quickly it's kind of an emergency because you're like me you can't see without them so i need them in about an hour you know what i mean like if they if they've broken or something like that's a good like sometimes i'll pick the frames or the the lenses that they have to send away for and like i gotta wait a week or something Mm -hmm. but for sure if my glasses broke i would need a new pair very quickly you know especially if i'm getting new lenses put in my frames because that means i'm without any glasses, you uh-huh. know, if I don't have backups, which I don't normally. I know we've touched on before that for these stand-up bits, uh, they, they chop off a lot of the setup um, in favor of just airing, like, punchline, punchline, punchline for yeah. stuff that's related. But this one felt very chopped up. This felt more chopped up than any stand-up bit that we've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. Because Yeah, it, and it's interesting, though. It, it yeah. was all just, like, stuff relating to glasses you know it wasn't one premise about glasses it was just yeah glasses at the supermarket this thing about glasses that thing about glasses you know yeah yeah it it, it felt like a 15 minute bit like chopped into a minute yeah yeah and with just the punchlines and nothing leading up to it like no yeah Yeah. and it doesn't work without the setups but yeah he's like you know maybe you're trying to coordinate it with the one hour photo place um and he mentions how, you know, we'll get you your glasses in about an hour. And he's like, oh, next time I need to pay somebody, I'll give him 72 bucks. It's about 75 or something like that felt kind of just kind of thrown in there. Like uh, and then trying to coordinate it with a one hour photo place was kind of funny, too, but also very outdated because there's are there any more one hour photo places around? I don't <laughs> um, I, I think you can like still get Walmart I think you can like still that. get one hour photo at Walmart. Yeah, I was going to say now that I like say it, Monday yeah. to Friday, nine to five, I'm guessing. Um, Because I I tried getting one hour photo at one point uh, a couple of years ago and it was like a Saturday night and it's like, all right, thanks for one hour photo. You can pick these up Monday morning at 10 a.m. I'm like, what? What? No, I I need these in an hour. That's the whole point Uh, of paying for one hour photo. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And then Jerry mentions the Woolworths glasses, which I thought was like, was Woolworths still around in 1993? Yeah. Why did he call them that? I mean, I think grocery store glasses, like you said earlier, was a much better term than Woolworths glasses. The Woolworths glasses or the pharmacy glasses. I don't know what I don't know what he was trying to say here. Uh, I I think he I mean, I know what he's talking about. But yeah, I don't know what he's just why talking about like the, the ready the ready prescription like rack glasses. It's like here's these yeah, the prescriptions glasses, for like yeah. plus point oh five, plus point one oh, you know. Uh but yeah, just yeah. The, this is the second time that we had a super regional reference in this episode. And I'm like, yeah. d- does this work? Does this play outside of New York City? Because it I you think I'm the, not you think Woolworths it. was still around in ninety three in, in New York City? maybe like one location i have no i have no idea yeah it's just a weird like you came up with an even better like you're, you're just talking about it in passing and you, and you keep coming up with better terms you said like ready prescription rack glasses 
like that describes them too much better than Woolworths glasses <laughs> you know <laughs> grocery store glasses glasses on the rack ready glasses you know i mean like yeah that's yeah no eye exam just there ready and then he like sort of um puts them on and runs into a wall i don't know it was yeah i mean this is another thing where it's like the 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 bit falls apart because the yeah, it's awesome that you can go in and get a pair of glasses for five bucks and it doesn't matter if they break because you just paid five bucks for them and you didn't need to pay $75 for an eye exam. You can try them on right there. Like, this makes all the sense in the world, Jerry. Why are you making fun of it, you know? Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like people, are, you know, are putting them on and they're not working. You try the, on the different one. Like, it just falls apart immediately if you just think about it for one extra second. You know, yeah. <laughs> which which we're finding with a lot of these with a lot of these stand up bits where it's like, no, this is a great invention, Jerry. <laughs> like you, you, you just, like, yeah, oh, just don't make at, fun of it. Look at this thing. Look how stupid this idea is. Well, actually, Jerry, yeah. this is this is a very smart <laughs> idea. Uh, and Jerry just has the shocked Pikachu face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jerry makes fun of great invention audience or whatever. I, I, actually, <laughs> or whatever. Jerry, that's a great idea, Jerry. Agree. Yeah, <laughs> Jerry, Chuck, there we go. We figured it out. Audio memes. Yeah, <laughs> Jesus. Next time. Yeah, well, we we read memes for the uh, visually impaired, you know. So <laughs> that's gonna all be right. Our, so in this frame, Patreon uh, tier. Yeah, <laughs> we'll read memes to you. Uh, so I guess right. that's it. All right. So this one has a frog, and he's saying it's Wednesday, <laughs> my dudes. And it, I'm. Do you, do you yeah. know? Do you know what Wednesday is? <laughs> <laughs> he's on a, a unicycle this other frog's on a unicycle and, th- and then uh, <laughs> everyone's just asking why are there so many frogs i i don't know it's what people do yeah <laughs> we, we don't explain them we just read them <laughs> just read them it, it, that just the, read them the one dollar tier is reading the five dollar tier is explaining <laughs> an expert analysis explain a meme yeah <laughs> oh did that little ding just come through for you uh, I don't know. I don't did know that if it ding did from my computer. Oh, okay. I'm running low on battery, so oh, okay. I guess we better wrap this up. Well, it's a good thing that <laughs> we're at the end remaining. of the episode. <laughs> I know. Thank goodness. I don't have a plug in my closet, so I'm gonna have to figure that out. Uh, oh for no! Next week, maybe you're gonna, you're gonna have no... to you're gonna have to buy an extension cord. Yep, I think that's what it's gonna come down to. Um, can you give me the company credit card? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you the uh, the no hugging, no learning uh, <laughs> Mastercard. Are you re- you ready for the numbers? Corporate account yeah just hold, go ahead and give them out okay. don't forget the uh, numbers on the all back right. it's uh okay. six nine six nine uh and, and takashi yeah and the you, name you, on the card is takashi yeah you, you, you repeat that sequence four times so it, it's 16 numbers it. but it's six nine six nine four times okay uh ex- expiration so we, date we, is we, april of 2020 yeah. uh-huh got it of course okay and then the <laughs> the uh cvv code on the back is six 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 Ah, I love it. So yep, they did give go. us all the requests. That, yep. Perfect. Yeah, I yeah, I was perfect. surprised too. Okay. Wait, oh crap, we should probably so cut for that, homework, right? Oh, uh no. Let's leave it in and see if someone actually tries to use it. Okay. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> um so I guess that's it uh for this week. We just want to know what kind of candy bar. I think that you know what, I'm gonna look up Woolworths and I want to know oh yeah, what kind of candy bar that was. We're gonna have to go back and and see, okay. uh, and I, I think that's it, right? Uh, yeah, I don't think of, I don't think we had any other uh, potential homework. Uh, did you want to possibly think of a better description? Uh, like you said at the top of the show, I, I think this one uh, holds uh, pretty true to a, a good description of the events of the episode without really giving away too much detail or uh, being totally misleading. Yeah, yeah. 
Let's hear it again. Uh, it was George's stolen glasses set off a bizarre chain of events. I love it. Yeah, I I, I really like this one. It's probably uh, one of uh, the best uh, given episode descriptions that we've had, I think. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. All right. Uh, I mean, <laughs> with, with that, uh, next week we've got season five, episode four, The Sniffing Accountant. Uh, original air date October 7th of 93 uh, and if you're looking in TV Guide that night you're going to see worried about their investments Jerry, Kramer, and Newman search for clues to determine if their accountant's unexplained sniffle could be related to something he may have snorted I guess that's it right? I think so All yeah. right. For No Hugging No <laughs> Learning I'm Tim Murphy I'm Ted Hollowell Be good Be good